right, day 159, and uh, wasn't a big deal at yesterday's disaster of a press conference, uh, was it? Um, I walk away from yesterday, and, you know, Linda, how, we had some people complaining to me that we aired the Biden presser. It's only the second uh, as since he's been president. Um, I deemed it to be newsworthy, not for the reasons that maybe some people suspect, because I, I knew in my heart this is not going to go well. And it starts out, he's reading the teleprompter, and he's just lying through his teeth, and he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, and we've, we've record this and record that, and, and it's like so disconnected from truth and reality uh, you know, I, I started writing notes. I think I ended up with seven, eight, nine pages by the time it was all said and done of of just all the the sheer and utter, you know, BS that he's peddling himself. Maybe he actually believes all of this. And um, there's a lot of questions that we had brought up yesterday. I won't repeat them now that could have been asked by the media that weren't asked by the media that never will be asked by the media. And it it is what it is um if he wants to believe that he's the greatest president that has achieved more than any president in history you go right on believing that lie joe because all the evidence suggests just the opposite is true um you know the idea that you think your only mistake is you you haven't gone out to talk to the american people enough um that's not true either um, did you overpromise and underdeliver? Yeah, um, we try to underpromise and overdeliver in everything that we do in life. I, tr- I, I try to teach that to my kids, and and always do the extra. But the idea that he he actually claimed he outperformed all expectations. I didn't overpromise, but I did outperform what anyone thought would happen. Yet yeah, we've made enormous progress. I'm like, I, I'm not sure. Does he really believe her? Was it just written for him or beaten into his head? Now, it is my strong belief, and I can't prove this. Joe Biden has barely been seen or heard from for the last four or five days leading into yesterday. And by the way, that was typically the pattern that the campaign took in 2020, you know, before any big moment during the campaign, before a debate, for example, or before the Democratic National Convention or before the, the last press conference, the first press conference. Um, the idea that he's not recognizing what really has caused inflation, and it's, it's, it's connected directly to his policies of Green New Deal-ism and climate change you know, fanaticism is, is deeply troubling. Um, inflation is, has nothing to do with him. It's the supply chain crisis, and and that's the fault of COVID-19. No, it's not the supply chain. And then he claimed it's because we didn't pass Build Back Broke. That's not the reason either. In large part, it's his economic policies that have failed, and it's also his energy policies that have failed dramatically. And, you know, I've, I've always said this, probably one of the greatest achievements Donald Trump had was making America energy independent for the first time in 75 years when Joe Biden came into office one year ago today. When Joe Biden, we were an energy independent country. We reduced our net output projections of about 40% uh, right around that level. We know what he did with the Keystone XL pipeline. We know the waiver he gave Vladimir Putin. 
for Nord Stream 2 for his pipeline, which then has pushed our Western European allies right into Putin's hands. He's making Putin and Russia rich again. But inflation is directly related to the higher cost of energy that was highly preventable. And it's all built into this this climate change fanaticism cult that he's a part of and 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 Bernie Sanders and the Bernie uh, Biden manifesto and new Green Deal ism. It's all it's all one and the same. And when you artificially reduce, as he has, the supply of energy and the demand remains even constant, never mind the fact that it might increase. Well, that drives prices up. And we're now headed towards $100 for a barrel of oil. And that's why you're paying, as on average, a buck fifty more a gallon around the country. Now that the oil futures and, and the price of a barrel of oil have gone up, expect prices to again go up even more significantly. If we get to 100 bucks a barrel or higher, it's going to go up even further. There's a little bit of a lag time between purchasing the barrel of oil, refining it, and bringing it to the gas station. So there's a lag time in terms of you seeing the price increases, but it is inevitable now. It is now going to happen. It's not if, it's not. It's just a matter of when. And releasing the strategic petroleum reserves is not the answer either. But we pay more to fill up our gas tank. We pay more, you know, truck drivers pay more for the diesel they put in their trucks. Those trucks deliver every single item to every single store that we go to that increases the prices of every item we are now buying and add the supply chain crisis again biden caused to that um and now we find ourselves where the average american family is paying a household is now paying five thousand dollars extra in biden's inflation tax you know he actually is claiming that uh he brought gas prices down. I can't believe that's just an outright lie. Cut off pipelines, restricted drilling and exploration. You know, it's uh, it's it, you know, a dollar, dollar fifty a gallon. Every time you fill up your tank is a lot. That means it's going to cost five hundred thousand dollars more to heat your home this summer. Um, heat your home this winter. It's going to cost more to cool your home in the summer. Kamala Harris is doing a good. What has Kamala Harris done on voting rights? They didn't get the bill passed last night. You know, he didn't like in his opponents. I love this. He got very angry. So I did not like in my opponents of his voting rights bills to racist and segregationist during his speech last week. Yes, he did. Claiming he's a capitalist made me vomit. Made me want to vomit. You know, everything of course is Republicans' fault, Trump's fault, previous administration. And then we have the disaster on Russia. James Rosen's question on his mental cognitive decline was was crucial. I think from an international standpoint, I cannot believe that he actually talked about, well, it depends what Putin decides. And it looks like he's probably going to go in and and we're going to probably have to you know, build up sanctions against him. But that'll depend on whether it's a minor incursion. Oh, um, what, a minor invasion <laughs> invading a, an independent country? A minor incursion. That's how we're going to describe that. You know, it, to me, it, it seemed like a wink and a nod and, and a Biden stamp of approval uh, for Russia to involve itself in an incursion of any kind into Ukraine 
which, by the way, has sent the world reeling. Our allies are shocked and and just stymied by this. They don't even know what to say and think about it. You know, the idea that um, what he was saying, the, the clip of Biden appearing to tell reporters that he did not overpromise. <laughs> OK, but he outperformed outperformed in what category? What world is he living in? Because Biden, the Biden America that I see with a 40 year high of inflation, with high ga- gas prices than we've, we've paid now in eight years. Uh, with everything we buy costing more as a result of his economic and energy policies, you know, the people disproportionately impacted negatively by all this, the people he claims to have a monopoly of compassion for, the poor and the middle class, they, they, they cannot afford to pay that much more to fill up their gas tank and heat their homes and buy groceries and put food on the table. And he's causing all of this. And uh, for whatever reason, he thinks he's successful. Is he really going to identify our performance on on his his border policies that have failed? Getting rid of the stay in Mexico policy, stop building the wall and catch and release becomes process and release. Preferential treatment for illegal immigrants. No covid tests for them. We're told because they're not going to be here very long. That turned out to be another big lie. No vaccine mandates for them either. And they get free transportation and and dumped in the dark of night in states all over the country. Now, states like Pennsylvania and Florida and others are saying, nope, we're not we're not putting up with this crap. We're not aiding and abetting law breaking like Joe Biden is. We're going to uphold the rule of law. And if you're going to allow them to stay in the country illegally, that's your problem. And you're going to provide the food, shelter, transportation, education, health care and everything else in between because you're the ones facilitating the law breaking and aiding and abetting in it. We're going to really say these energy policies are working. Is there any single one item we can point to where, where Biden really has made this country and put this country in a better position when he lost his cool on this reporter? All the reporter did was go back and and say exactly refer to exactly what he had said he's now abusing a reporter in defense of his indefensible bull connor jefferson davis line and ironically it comes from the guy that praised segregationists from strom thurmond to george wallace himself to the former klansman robert bird the guy that he partnered to stop integration of public schools in the 70s with he actually partnered with him he himself was on the wrong side of history. He didn't want integration of schools. So he didn't want public schools becoming, in his words, racial jungles. Nobody talks about that. Kamala Harris did once. She seems to have forgotten that. Um, there are some in the media that have rushed to his defense, um, but they sound silly. Probably the dumbest I heard is uh, somebody sent me something from... I guess Sweet Baby James printed out some comment of Rachel Maddow. The reason that he stayed out so long was to show Putin that he's tough and Putin that he has stamina. I'm like, by the end of this press conference, he's like falling asleep on the podium. I mean, he became angry. He 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 was lucid at times for sure. But he's been missing in action the last four or five days. My best guess is he's preparing. And if this is the best you're going to get with four or five days of preparing, we're in we're in deep trouble. 
and he was obviously tired. And he began to mumble and stumble and fumble and these these long pauses of his. I mean, it's 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 cringe inducing. You know, add to all of this Biden Harris, top Democratic leaders questioning the legitimacy of the upcoming midterms. Excuse me. Why? Well, on the other hand, he's bragging about the record turnout in 2020 that he says elected him. So what exactly is it? Who are these people that are preventing and it's, they're claiming it's racist that are preventing minorities from voting? Who are the people that they're talking about? What state are they talking about? What law specifically are they referring to? Because the most restrictive state in terms of voting with the least accessibility happens to be his state of Delaware, or as he refers to it as my state's a slave state. They don't have drop boxes. They don't have in-person early voting at all. You need a request for an absentee ballot. And yeah, they have that horrible, horrific voter ID. It's one of the most restrictive in the country. Never once lifted a finger to fix it. So it tells you it's all about politics. Democrats have calculated that this is their best chance of winning elections. And they have nefarious intentions, as usual. I want to remind you, if you're looking for a new rifle or shotgun, man, I love Henry Repeating Arms. You can check them out at henryusa.com. 200 models to choose from, and I'm telling you, you cannot beat their quality. The craftsmanship is second to none. Henry's come in a wide variety of calibers, and there's so many incredible finishes to choose from. I love it. Blue steel, hardened brass and silver, antique color case, even an all-weather finish that can handle the toughest outdoor conditions. And they use only the best grades of genuine American walnut for their stocks. And by the way, I also like that they're made in America or not made at all. It's a family-owned business, and you get a lifetime warranty. They have affordable models starting as low as 250 bucks. I like some of their collectibles. If you want to splurge, they have them as well. Many options in between. And call if you have any questions. They have award-winning customer service. They have a team that wants to help you. They believe in our Second Amendment. They believe in firearm safety. You start, you get a free catalog at henryusa.com. They'll include free decals for you and also a list of dealers in your area. You're going to love this company, henryusa.com.